I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Hey friends, hope your week's been going well um, today. If you're listening to it on the day that it comes out, it's Halloween. Um, I wanted to talk about sanctification and grace. Um, I think what seems to be happening (laughs) to a lot of friends that I know is that they're going through some hard stuff. Um, And actually, a lot of my friends are, um, and these are a lot of women that are walking right with the Lord, um, but they're going through some hard things in their life. And it's usually uh, with circumstances that are beyond their control. Um, And some of it might be consequences of things from long ago, and then there's just junk happening now um, as a result of those things. And then some stuff is just junk happening. Um, And either way, it's still really tough to go through. I feel like... um, you know, I know God loves me, but sometimes I feel a little beat up. <laughs> you know, I think uh, he's been really kind to uh, show me things that I thought, you know, I'm good in and then find out uh, not so much. So it just feels like a continual process of um, heart examination, you know, looking at my face in the mirror of the Bible, reading God's words, and also hearing from other, um, you know, spiritual mentors and friends that are like well you know (laughs) also you have uh the right answers but you know as far as like applying it you could probably work a little better on that and i'm like ah really because i i thought i was doing pretty good um and so i think realizing um we will never have arrived, you know, I'm not God, um, but not using that as an excuse. Well, you know, nobody's perfect. Um, but just saying like, okay, you know, my flesh is still on me and I still have some work to do and being thankful that I'm not alone doing the work and it's not by my power strength, but I just kind of wanted to get more into it. You know, I think, Um, We have a program at church program, if you want to call it, uh, it's discipleship, and it's really great um, (laughs) because it's biblical, because that's in the Bible, you know, which is why we do it. And so uh, what they do is they pair you up with somebody and then just, you know, you walk with that person. You see what being a Christian is supposed to look like. You study the Bible together. You talk about what the word says. You talk about how Christ wants you to live and, you know, the everyday situations and um, I think a lot of times what happens in churches is like you get saved and it's like awesome high five okay see you on Sunday and then you're like okay and then you go and you sing songs you know Jesus loves me and okay great all right see you next Sunday and then you just keep doing that till you die and it's like what is it? that's maybe that maybe that's why people think church kind of sucks you know what I mean it's like no it's like it's a life, you know, following Christ is your life and, um, growing and it's more than singing songs and just hearing a sermon. It's, uh, conforming your life to Christ and sur- surrendering it in that way. So when I got discipled, uh, I want to say it was like 11 or 12 years ago, um, by this wonderful lady. And, um, you know, I just, I had a lot of questions. I was wondering a lot of things, 
you know, some things weren't even important. I, you know, I might have mentioned this before, but I was like, can angels still fall now? Like, you know, can they decide not to follow God anymore and they become demons? Like, you know, how does this work? And just questions that really didn't apply to my everyday life, but my brain was all over the place. And um, she really helped establish me in the word and in my own time with the Lord. And, um, and one of the things that, you know, I, in my prayer life, I was like, Lord, please give me patience. And she's like, what are you doing? Why, why do you want to pray for patience? Don't do that. <laughs> you know, cause God's going to like send you some things to help get you patient. And I just remember thinking, you know, at the time I was like, but why would I not want him to send me those things? Even if they are hardship to me, because if I want you know, if I want Christ, then I want all of him. And if that means I need to learn in difficult ways um, to be able to have these characteristics that are pleasing to the Lord and that look more like Jesus, like send it to me. I I want that. I want that. And of course you, you know, say that and then it happens and you're like, oh, I hate this. I hate my life. This song's so bad. And, um, and so, you know, what is it? The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And so I find my spirit's willing a whole lot of times. And my flesh is like, why won't you just shut up? <laughs> this is the worst. Um, but, you know, I think it's really helpful, um, you know, to, and I've said this before, to write down the things that you've gone through, um, that God has delivered you in, the things that you've trusted God and his promises in, and then you see that victory and that fruit, and you write those things down, and then when you go through hard situations, hopefully not the ones you put yourself in, um, then you look and you say, you know what, God is faithful, and, you know, when I read the Bible and I see the characteristics of God and who he is, I know I can trust him, and I know he's, it's by history that I'm going to get through this situation if I just trust him, and, um, and, but, you know, saying a whole bunch of stuff is so easy, and you might know something, um, but then actually, when it's time to do it, it's a whole nother situation. Um, I've been skydiving twice and, um, only tandem jumping. I'm not completely insane. Um, but you know, that's where they strap you to somebody else who knows what they're doing. And, uh, what they say is, you know, when we jump out the airplane, do not grab onto the straps. Um, you've got to like put your, your hands out. So when we jump, you're putting your hands out. You're not grabbing onto the backpack straps on your shoulders. And you're like, yeah, okay, I got it. I hear what you're saying. That makes sense. And then you jump out of that plane and you grab it on those straps. <laughs> you're grabbing because you're like, I think I'm going to die. So I'm just grabbing for whatever I can. Um, and then they slap your hands and they're like, don't do that. And so I think in the same way, it's like, you know, we might know the rules per se or how things should go um, and what the right thing is to do. And, you know, hey, trust God. Don't try to take it back into your hands. Know that if he says to do this, like, trust him. Do it, even if your feelings don't feel that way. And then when it's time to do it, um, you just grabbing them for the straps again <laughs> and trying to grab that control again. And so that's really, that's tough. Um, but what I do appreciate is in the sanctification where God is allowing you to go through the valleys, um, allowing you to go through these hardships, not because he, he's not leaving us, right? He's walking with us. He's our shepherd. Um, but 
if we could follow him, that's where the fruit is bared, right? They say like the fruit grows in the valleys, not in the mountaintops. So if you follow him and you trust him, that fruit is going to grow, but it's a lot of, I mean, it is a painful process. It is a hard journey. Um, but he will supply your needs, right? Um, he will supply that strength. He will supply that daily bread. Um, He will sustain you. And as you go through that hard time, you will see the change that he brings in you that looks more like him. And it's, it is wonderful. It is wonderful. So I always know on the other side, it is such a beautiful thing. And the, in the valley, (laughs) it's it's just really kind of not the best time. Um, nobody's like, Hey, Hey, this sounds like a good time going down this dark alley. (laughs) I, it looks like a bunch of broken glass there. You know what? I don't, I don't think I want to go there. Um, but you know, God doesn't do things cause he's sadistic and he's like, I'm going to torture you. He knows that these things are so necessary for us to change. Um, there's this guy, John Angel James. He's a old preacher, I think from like the late 1700s, early 1800s. And he had, um, a, quote, it says, uh, afflictions tend to wean us from the world and to fix our affections and things above. And that's so true. So God's not doing this because he just wants to torture us. He's doing it because he knows it's the only thing that will change us and that will grow us and make us more like him. And you have a lot of people, maybe yourself who, um, you know, you look and, and they're like not going through anything like ever. You know, they're like, I'm happy over here. What are you talking about? And it's not them being fake either. They're just like living my best life, you know. And but a lot of times those people, if you look at their lives, I'm not trying to say be all super judgy. I'm just saying, you know, take notice, like uh, be observant is all. Uh, But you look at the people that never go through anything and they usually have an awesome earthly kingdom going on. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's like they're living their best life. They're doing all the things. It's so great. And guess what? Those are usually the people that are not really, you know, y'all going to judge me for saying this because it's not judgy. I don't want to tell you. Um, but they're usually the people that aren't seeking the Lord. And so they're not being changed. They're not growing spiritually. They're just seeking the earthly kingdom. And what the earthly kingdom has to offer and the temporary things of the earth. And so if you're not seeking God and you're not really trying to spiritually grow, you're probably not going to go through many valleys. Now, hold up for a minute. <laughs> I bet some of y'all are trying to jump off the boat now. Okay, is that I can have a good earthly awesome life and not go through these valleys if I just don't seek the Lord? That sounds good. Um, and that's not what I'm trying to say. But what I'm trying to say is... Uh, If you love the Lord and you know Christ died for your sins um, and you know that he wants you to be conformed into the image of Christ, um, you see that there's a bigger picture. You see there's an eternal purpose and it's not just to die and go to heaven. You see that there is deeper meaning to life and then you wake up and you say, you know what? That's what I want at any cost. That's what I want. I want to follow you down the hard roads because there's something bigger than this little, you know, puppet show down here. Um, and so all I'm saying is wake up, wake up and be willing. Um, but also know it's not by your strength that's getting you through any of this stuff. So another thing that John Angel James said is 
Justification is the work of Christ for us. Sanctification, the work of the Spirit in us. Justification is perfect at once. Sanctification is progressive. Justification is before sanctification. And sanctification is the fruit of justification. Consequently, consequently, the evidence of our justification is our sanctification. Did you follow that? End quote. Um, end quote at the end of sanctification. Not did you follow that? <laughs> so you have to know that it's not by our works that we're saved, right? It's by Jesus Christ that we're saved. But, um, and that happens at once. It's a one and done. He saved us. We accept it. We're saved. The end. You don't lose your salvation. Any of that kind of stuff. That is done. Um, we are sealed by the Holy Spirit. But the sanctification is the work of the Spirit in us. So you can totally stumble that and hold that up uh, by choosing not to seek God and, and grow and any of that kind of stuff. Now, that doesn't mean God ain't going to do things to get your attention. Um, but you're going to be quite stunted if you choose to be. Galatians 2.16, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law for the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Uh, so I just wanted to read that to make sure that y'all know, like, it's not by your works you're saved, it's by having faith in Jesus. Um, but you can choose to let the Lord sanctify you and to do that work in you. Um, and then I wanted to read a couple verses about sanctification. First uh, Thessalonians 4, 3 through 7. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and honor, not in the lust of concupiscence, that word, uh, even as the Gentiles which know not God, that no man go beyond and defraud his brother in any matter, because that the Lord is the avenger of all such, as we have forewarned you and testified for God hath not called us unto uncleanness but unto holiness unto holiness um so that was first Thessalonians, Thessalonians 4 3 through 7 uh, so a lot of times you know you hear that like all right I'm saved okay cool see you in heaven go go live my life my best life is gonna be great I'm gonna do whatever I want but God has called you into holiness and you're like well yeah I'm holy because I have Jesus that died for me on the cross okay but you just heard what he's saying like uh, abstain from fornication know how to possess your vessel into sanctification and honor not in the lust right so they're letting you know like no it's actually like stuff you do that matters okay first thessalonians 5 22 through 24 abstain from all appearance of evil and the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless into the coming of Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. So he's saying, like, again, actions. Abstain from all appearance of evil, right? The God of peace sanctify you wholly. And then it says, faithful is he that calleth you, who, will, who also will do it. So God's going to do that work in us if we trust him. Um, and we hear what he's saying and, and we do it, right? We don't, you know, read what he says and then forget and then, you know, just live our life. Uh, it's important to follow what the word said. I like the way um, Spurgeon said this. He said, had it been possible for you to have had salvation without sanctification, it would have been a curse to you instead of a blessing. If such a thing were possible, 
I cannot conceive a, of a more lamentable condition than for man to have the happiness of salvation without the holiness of it. Happily, it is not possible. If you could be saved from the consequences of sin, but not from the sin itself and its power and pollution, it would be no blessing to you, end quote. Um, so again, it's great to, you know, hey, I have faith in Jesus Christ. I get to spend eternity with him. I am so thankful that he took the wrath of God for me, for the wrong choices I've made. But now, uh, while I'm still on earth, I just have to be a slave to sin and just sin all my days and just be miserable and, you know, have no fruit of the spirit. And that's not true. Um, Jesus lives inside of us and it's by his power we're able to uh, be sanctified and to be conformed more into his image. But you have to seek the Lord and to rely on him to do those things. Um, and a lot of times we don't want to do that because it's not... Um, comfortable and it's not easy and that's kind of what we as humans think the point of life is is to be comfortable and to have an easy and happy life and if anything is going on that's not happy or easy we're like something's wrong this ain't right I know God just wants me to have a happy life and it's like God wants you to be like Jesus and God wants you to see the bigger picture his picture and not get distracted by this stuff here on earth because this isn't true happiness. Um, and so that kind of leads me to grace. And I will try to wrap up. Uh, but, you know, a lot of times we hear these words in Christianity so much that sometimes it loses its meaning, right? And grace, I think, is definitely one of those words because it is so important. And it's obviously in the Bible. Um, and it's, you know, the whole point of... Um, what God did for us, you know, it's this unmerited gift, nothing that we did uh, earn this, it was just God's grace that we have these things, but when you really start studying grace, and um, the scriptures, and how it's mentioned in the Bible, it's so much deeper than you realize, um, and so I did want to read some of these verses from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 8 through 10. It says, For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. So this is Paul talking about um, just something that's been really hard for him, that he asked God to deliver him from. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. End quote. So I'm, I'm sure y'all have heard those verses before, but if you sit there and you hear, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness that's God's unmerited gift right there it's not anything that we did that we deserve but here we are in need again um, not able to meet our own needs again and here he is offering exactly what we need and plenty of it and so I'm thankful that uh, God is constantly always there and always ready to Give us his strength. Give us his wisdom. Um, give us what we need to supply all of our needs, right? Um, to do what he's called us to do. And so we have to remember, you know, a lot of times you get in these hard situations. And you're like, all right, I just got to keep pressing on. I just got to do it. I just got to 
you know, figure this out and, and whatever. And, um, you know, it's just, I'm really worn down and all this. And if we can just sit there and remember, you know, let me, let this situation drive me to Christ and let me come to him for the strength that I need and for the wisdom I need and discernment and, uh, rest and peace, because all of those things are from him. <laughs> They're not going to come out of me. Okay. Cause anything that comes out of me fails all the time. I mean, and that's probably why we end up so frustrated with ourselves. Well, I can't do anything right. And I'm so exhausted and I just don't think I can handle anymore. And it's like, yeah, that's right. You can't handle anymore. You can't be strong anymore. It's not you. It's God. You got to go to him and say, Father, I need you. I need your strength. I need your grace. I know your grace is sufficient for me. It's all I need. Everything is made perfect by you. So in my weakness, I'm strong if I come to you for your strength. So we just some, just got to remember all these things we remember, we know, but like, do we do it when it's time um, to actually apply it? Do we do it? And that's really tough. And again, if you are in your Bible, surrounding yourself with people who can sharpen you in the word and in the spirit, and you're meeting together with believers, it's going to help you get through these situations because it's all about following Christ. Um, if not, you're going to get distracted by the temporal stuff, and then you're going to start handling things just like the world, and then you're not going to be set apart and, you know, look holy, um, like Christ, because you're going to be doing everything according to the world. Does that make sense? Anyways, um, but I thought, so there's this website, it's av1611.com. And it's kind of like a KJV dictionary. So I used the KJV version um, of the Bible, but I liked some of the definitions and they linked it with the uh with some of the scriptures for grace so here are a couple of them uh, appropriately the free unmerited love and favor of god the spring and source of all the benefits men receive from him and if by grace and it is no more of works romans 11 favorable influence of god divine influence or the influence of the spirit in renewing the heart and restraining from sin so th that's talking about regeneration and sanctification right um, and then it references my grace is sufficient for these second corinthians 12 the application of Christ's righteousness to the sinner. Uh, Romans 5, where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. A state of reconciliation to God. Romans 5, 2. Virtu virtuous or religious affection or disposition as a liberal disposition, faith, meekness, humility, patience, proceeding from divine influence, spiritual instruction, improvement, and edification. Ephesians 4, 29. I just thought all those things were pretty interesting. Um, if you ever want to do a word study, I think grace is definitely pretty neat to, um, you know, just see what the Bible has to say and just be encouraged about all the different ways God shows up for you. <laughs> like, not only did he save you from going to hell, but he also equips you now. And not only equips you, he's not like, all right, here's what you need. Good luck. You know, but he walks with you now here on earth. So whatever hard stuff you're going through right now. You're not alone and there is a bigger picture. There is a eternal purpose. And, um, and if you can just seek the Lord in that and gather your needs from the Lord um, and, and leave it at his feet, trust him. 
You know, it's what this endure, trust, see the goal, keep walking. Um, Sanctification, right? It's by his grace, his strength, and it's not anything of your own. But he freely gives you these things because he loves you. And he's like, hey, there's a bigger purpose. Trust me and get all your needs met from me. And you're and you don't have to be defeated. You're not alone. There's fruit that will come from this. But trust me. And we know, you know, trust is more than just saying, I trust you. (laughs) Why aren't you working this out? You know, it's I trust you. And then I'm going to show with my actions that I actually trust you, Lord. And that part's the hard part. So, um, you know, always here for y'all if you ever need to talk. Uh, So here are the songs I'm going to add. One is Grace That Is Greater. Um, that's sung by Bart Millard. It's an old hymn. Um, grace, grace, God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sin. Man, that was a old song. Uh, but the one that he did here is, uh, I think he has like a ukulele. This is pretty good. Um, but it's, you know, talking about God's grace, how he, uh, gave that to us, um, for a forgiveness of sins, not anything that we did. Right. Um, so I thought that was an appropriate song to put on there. And then there's this other song. It's, I have not really heard it before, but it's called Sufficient for Me. And it's by Jonathan Ogden, O-G-D-E-N. And I thought the lyrics were really sweet. It's sometimes it's the pain that makes me lean on my beloved. Sometimes in the suffering we meet, but sometimes it's my brokenness that keeps me kneeling at the foot of the cross. Lord, you're still worthy. There's coming a day when I'll leave this all behind and we'll see face to face as you wipe every tear from my eye. And at last I'll say it was worth it all this time just to be with you, my God. Um, so I, I just love like anytime we can talk about like all that Jesus um, has done for us and um, how we can give our lives, you know, back to him um, by choice because it's a love relationship both ways. And obviously, like we get the way better end of the deal. There's nothing that we could really do <laughs> to measure up to anything that he's given us, but that um, but that we can just show him our love like it's a it's a two-way relationship, you know, and I, I love the Lord and I like that song. So I'm going to add it there. Um, so if you have any questions, prayer requests, or need a physical Bible, feel free to DM me on Instagram at walk with Jesus podcast or email me at walk with Jesus podcast at gmail.com. And I'll talk to y'all next Monday. <laughs>